The Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is a free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and somehow Atticus will find a way to talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trump dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying, what happened? You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about <laughs> champion, Davion Clowney. And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. <laughs> Are you high? Boy, it's all yours. We're not going to talk about the draft. It is way too we early. Gotta talk to about the draft. About we got to talk about the draft. How else am I going to talk about my Browns? Well, you, you just did. And, and we could talk about underwhelming performance for the season. We could talk about OBJ looks all right in Los Angeles. You know? Yes, he does. That is fair. So um, maybe it's not OBJ. I will say this. They, uh, the, the early prediction has them taking a, a, a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I I see them either taking um like Garrett or Olave from Ohio State or um who I'd honestly who I'd like to see them take and I'm gonna mess up on his uh, but the defensive tackle from Georgia Jordan whatever his name is the big big dude that was like in the center of the line like I would love to see them yeah, take the, him Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, there it is. That's who I'd love to see them take. They probably won't. I don't think he's going to make it that far, to be honest. But because um, I think we're 13th, I believe. Um, beat the Bengals twice, though. So take that, Cincinnati. You enjoy that playoff playoff run with a uh, fun fact. Speaking of the Bengals in the playoffs, did you know no one has ever been able to text anyone else about a Bengals playoff victory? Because they last won the last time they won a playoff game was uh, before texting was a thing. I, I like all these little misnomer facts you like to bring up because the Browns won a, a playoff game last year. Hey. Like you're not far removed from that, and you've never been in the Super Bowl. That's fine. It's still factual, though. You've never been in the Super Bowl. That's fine. It's still factual. Fifty-seven and counting, bro. Hey, you know it's what we do. It's what we do. We uh, defy uh, the odds. Yeah. We we defy the odds is what we do. Yeah. Because the way the NFL is set up, odds are we should have accidentally won the Super Bowl by now. But we haven't. So we defy odds. That's what the Browns do. Well, I think we're going to see some odds defied this weekend. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a little parlay bet. Let's hear it. All right. Let me pull it up. Log in. Well, well, while you're doing that, can I give you my upset pick of the week? Go ahead. Eagles over Bucks. I feel it. I, I, I have it. It, it. It's I have it down right, and I'm not trying to be a homer here, but <sighs> Philly can beat Tom Brady. Yeah, they've done it. They, they, you know, they lost the first Super Bowl. They won the second Super Bowl, and like a few years back, I don't know if you remember. I think it was. It wasn't their undefeated season, obviously, but it was they were really fucking good season. And the yeah. the the 
Eagles were horrible. Atticus was going crazy on the Facebook page. And uh, the Eagles fucking stomped them in, in New England, right? Like, just stomped them. That aside from the fact they got some injuries, they have some issues at wide receiver. They yeah. just signed John Brown, former Bengal, uh, former Buffalo Bill. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I I just got this fucking crazy feeling. I'm, I'm so crazy. I'm calling a Pittsburgh Philadelphia Super Bowl. I mean, I want to crazy. Down. I am. I, I let's let's pump the brakes. I mean, I would go. I would go Bengals uh, Philadelphia Super Bowl. Um, but I would not go. Steelers aren't gonna. They they're not. They're not gonna get around the Chiefs. That they just. They're just not. You're not gonna go into Arrowhead and and beat them. Um, I think they're gonna. Really, I don't. They may not make the Super Bowl, but their defense is fucking solid, dude. And JJ Watt is, or TJ Watt rather, is a monster. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they're in trouble, man. I think the Chiefs are in trouble. By the way, and I'm not obviously I'm not a Steelers fan, but did you hear about that uh, <laughs> thing where so the Elias Sports Bureau? Uh, I guess there was a so TJ Watt in the last game had two sacks, right? Yeah. But then they didn't count one of them because I guess uh, Huntley, the the Baltimore QB, he dropped, he fumbled the ball, picked it back up, and even though it was a there was no runner, there's no it was an empty backfield play, and he was still behind the line of scrimmage because he fumbled and picked it back up. He was now a runner and not a quarterback. So when uh, TJ Watt tackled him for loss, it was just a tackle for loss. It wasn't a sack. So he tied the uh, the sack the sack record and didn't beat it because of a technicality. I mean, at that point, just give it to him. Like, and you know, and the thing about it is, in my opinion, it's a like, and again, not a Steelers fan at all. You saw how I handled that Steelers uh, hoodie, but. Um, TJ Watt, like everyone's like, oh, 17 games, 17 games, but he also like missed like I want to say three games to injury. So really he, he did he did twenty in my in my count, I'm counting it. He did 23 and a half sacks in like 14 games. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's utterly ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and that's why like I didn't even pay attention to that question on the on the on the page that Be- Beaver comes out of the fucking gutter. To ask a question like, should all these records be broken or should there be an asterisk? No, they shouldn't. Because even in this long season, how many players played every 17, all 17 games? How right. many? Right. You know, I'm sure there's a bunch out there, but there's a bunch of people that didn't. TJ Watt being one of them. Mm-hmm. And like, he is so quick off the ball, man. Like I was, I was blown away. I, I really, so I got, I got the Bills winning. Over the Patriots. I got the Eagles winning as a dog. I have the Steelers winning as a dog. I have the Bengals winning. I have the Niners beating the Cowboys. I can see that. Um, the Niners are a scary fucking team, man. Right? Who's uh, who's favorite in that? Is, what, what's the line in that Cowboys-Niners game? Uh, the money line is plus 135 for the Niners. So it's relatively close. It's not like they are a a huge dog, you know. Not like the plus five hundred the Steelers are, or the plus three twenty five that the Eagles are. 
So, you know, the money line has them at plus 135. Uh, comparatively, the Rams, and I got the Rams beating the Cardinals. The Rams are a, a minus 190 on the money line. So, if I win all that, $5 bet wins me nine, almost a grand. I see that, you know, it's funny. They always say like gambling is bad. I think stuff like that's fun. You, you throw down, like I said, like people always give me crap because like every year I traditionally place like a $10 bet on the Ohio Bobcats to win the uh, NCAA tournament because they always have some ridiculous odds where if like the stars were to ever align, I'd win, like, you know, my $10 bet would win me like $200,000 or some, some ridiculous thing like that. Right. But... <sighs> It's it's just fun. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool that you can just throw down fiber, pick pick some games, and uh, now are you just picking straight winners or are you picking like you know over unders and stuff like that too? Uh, winners on the money line, gotcha. so not points, just straight winners. Maybe I should really? do another. Maybe I should do another parlay with the points. Keep my keep my picks the same, but take the points. I still say, uh, I still say next year, like just for some random week, we should, um, we should just do that. Like, yeah, like together, like the week before, we come up with like a five dollar bet. We just pick all the winners and just see how see how we do. Yeah. Um. So, did any of the games jump out on the page out of you on these uh, uh, these wild card games? Well, obviously, I'm interested in the Philly game. Right. Obviously, yeah. Besides um, that one, I'm real. I'm really excited about the Pittsburgh game, man. You know, uh, Najee Harris looked like a man last week. There's something wrong with this fucking thing. Let me get out of here. Um, it's definitely a strength versus strength game. Yeah. I mean, I think Buffalo New England is going to be tight. I think. Um, Rams, Cardinals will be tight. Uh, I'm really psyched about the Niners and Dallas game, too. Really excited because I, I, I just think the Niners are hot, man. I thought they were I thought they were dangerous midseason, right? Like they started winning some games. They 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 got behind early and then they started winning some games, made their way into the playoffs. They're dangerous, man. Same thing. They their defense is 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 stepping up. And I, I think that Dallas has a little bit of fool's gold from week seven, week 18 game they had with Philadelphia. Like, okay, Dak, you set the Cowboys record for, and personal, you set the Cowboys record for touchdowns in a season, personal record for five touchdowns in a game, but you did it against a practice squad team. Right. Right. And, and you put a 50 burger up and that's, that's all. But I'll tell you what, man, the practice squad was hanging tough for a half, and right. then the wheels fell off. Closer than you thought it would be. Yeah, for sure. You know, you got you got no business feeling good about that, right? And to me, it's bushly, right? It's the Eagles move last year when they did when they pulled Jalen after two quarters. That was kind of bush league, right? They basically threw the game. I don't know if they did it to to, you know upset the Giants or whatever, but, like, I don't care, right? Like, if they did, kudos. That's a savvy move. It's, it's also savage. 
Right. Um, but Dallas is not, I mean, their defenses look really, really good in spots. Um, Michael Parsons is a beast. I can't say anything negative about him. I think Diggs is overrated. And, uh, you know, I think Debo goes off. I think, I think the Niners are a scary team right now. They're just, they're just that team that got hot at the right time. Um, you know, it, it's kind of weird because the bang, like the, the Eagles got hot at the right time. The Niners got hot at the right time. The Patriots were hot, but kind of cooled off once they got off that winning streak. I mean, all these teams kind of had like up and down years and maybe it's the extra game that just makes this year seem extra long. I will say kudos to the Raiders. Uh, they basically lost their head coach, their entire 2020 draft class. Like, <laughs> they, like you know, they, they lost just about everything you could lose and they're, they're there. So, you know, hats off to them. You want to talk about the end of that Raiders Chargers game? First off, great game. Right. Great game. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what the coach is thinking. Right. Like I don't know, I don't know what he's thinking. Right. Like Ty puts you into the, you know, I don't believe the conspiracy bullshit. I just think it was a really fucking good game. You know. Um obviously once they call the timeout, the Raiders are like, fuck it, let's go win this motherfucker now. Right. Um, because they were they were they were okay. They were like, fuck it, we'll just tie. We're both in. We're good. Great game. And then they call the timeout and they're like, whoa, what's going on here? Well, let's just go win this. So I, I can't explain it. It's it's just one of those things that's unexplainable. Uh I feel bad for that coach. It's a fucking terrible position to be in. Not gonna lose his job over it. But he's on the hot seat going into next season, I'll tell you that much. Because I think they underperformed. I think the Chargers underperformed. I think they have a solid enough defense, and they have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Herbert is fucking phenomenal. Some of the throws he was making in that game to get them back in, into it and to tie it up, like he was putting the ball, like it, it was – I hate to say Mahomes-esque because I think there's a lot of young quarterbacks right now that are creative enough to do those like sidearm throws or like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be running and I'm going to, I'm going to whip. I'm just going to, you know, just whiff this ball somehow into this little hole and my receiver is going to catch it. Right. Mike Williams balled out. Right. Like I don't, I was looking at their uniforms, right? The Chargers were in white, obviously. And just the amount of green grass stain that Williams had, uh, that other wide receiver they have, um, the Even running back, Eckler had, like, they were balling, man. They were, like, they were scrapping. They were going after balls. Like, that's – I love that kind of football. Like, not, you know, no alligator arms. Go get it. Make it happen. Crazy game. Kudos to the Raiders. You know, good for Derek Carr. Dude is, is I think – and a very underrated quarterback in this league. He's thrown 4,000 plus yards four years in a row. You can't, you can't underrate this dude anymore. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's going to curtail his career, honestly, is the fact that he's in the same division as Mahomes. Like that's just an unfortunate luck of the draw. You know, there's going to be some Herber. epic duels. There's going to be some epic, 
doesn't it also kind of have like a it, it's kind of got like a uh uh manning brady feel to it even though it's young i know it's young and i know that you know but it kind of has that feel where i think like it's always going to feel like the Chargers are coming up and then finally they're going to get past the nemesis chiefs and they're going to win it all. That's like that story. Like you can already see it being written um, from that, from that let's pivot to uh, one of the more embarrassing losses of the weekend. Uh, somehow the Colts just need to win and get in, go to Jacksonville and lose to a team that lost their head coach as well. And on top of that, they're, Fans were in the stands dressed as clowns to protest how bad the team had been. And the Colts managed to just lose to that. Now, I didn't see that game. I only heard about the result. So I don't know. Like, I haven't looked at the stats or anything. I don't know if, like, Jonathan Taylor, like, died. I don't I don't know what happened and how suddenly they, they couldn't beat the Jags. Um, but, they stopped uh, the run. They stopped yeah. the run. 15 carries for 77 yards. That's not even that's not necessarily stopping the run though, is it? Uh no touchdowns. Hmm. 15 what what is that? that I mean they, they got 5.2 yards a carry, right? Which is great, but they only rushed the ball 18 times. So and and that just sounds like a game plan issue. That doesn't sound like well, it stopped. Flip side, Carson only threw the ball 29 times. They didn't they didn't have the ball. What was the what was the twenty six uh, to eleven? They didn't even have like a normal score. Like no. Yikes. Time of possession. Thirty three to twenty six. So the Jags, Jags defense came to play. And I, I you know, Lawrence is absolutely a skilled quarterback. And I think being out from under fucking Urban Meyer is the best thing that could happen to him. Really excited to see who lands there, right? Uh, I know Dougie Peterson interviewed for that job. I would love to see him in Jacksonville. You know, I, and I think he's the kind of coach Jacksonville needs right now. You know, he's he's a player's coach. He's pretty laid back. He probably drinks a beer with him after the game in a locker room. You know, that's the kind of dude he is. You know, and 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 I think Jacksonville, coming from Urban Meyer, needs that. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm going to counter with two words, Eric Bieniemy. So that brings us back to a conversation we had early on in the season. You know, and why he doesn't have a head coaching job right now. And I haven't seen his name pop up. Like, I haven't been scouring for his name. But it, there's a lot of open coaching positions right now, and I haven't heard his name. Well, no one, one thing I will say to that, and and maybe and, – and correct me if I'm wrong, but because he's still in the playoffs, like, he's not allowed to be – or is that just a college thing I'm thinking you of? You can ask for permission while they're still in the playoffs. No one's asking. And, and I don't know. Like, maybe that's their downfall. Maybe Maybe – you know, teams don't want to be stuck having all the other coaches being taken up, waiting on Eric Bieniemy, and now you're only now there's only two teams vying, right? Instead of eight teams, you know. 
it's a lot easier to negotiate when, when you got more teams or, or more opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. If he doesn't get a job this year, I don't know what's up. Well, him and the fact that uh, Flores got fired, which still uh, boggles my mind. Uh, the, the Dolphins owners actually on the record have already saying they want to go after Harbaugh, the uh, Michigan's coach. They're not going to uh, get Harbaugh's not leaving. He's not yeah, going to leave. Not after this season, right? Um, I don't know, man. The, the Dolphins kind of that that turned into a joke there by doing that. I mean, who who are the the opening the the teams with open positions right now? You got the Giants. You got the Bears, you got the Dolphins, you got the Jaguars, you got the Raiders. There's like three more teams at least. Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Yeah, Houston. They they actually axed him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's fucked up. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was in a no-win city. It's like. So, here, being the coach for the year, you have your best player – top five player in the league, not playing. We've traded away everybody that's any good. Go coach, right? Here's a rookie quarterback. Here's a couple journeyman running backs, you know, and and journeyman wide receivers, you know? Yeah. Go out. Your best receiver is going to be Braden Cooks, who's not horrible, but he's not – you're not designing defensive game plans to eliminate to take Brian Cooks or Braden Cooks out of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so which which out of those those uh, teams that we discussed, uh, which do you think is the most attractive position? Oh. Like if Mike Lloyd was going to football coaching today, who does who does he want? I want Minnesota. Yeah, and I want I want Miami because I can't stand winter. So legitimately, I want Miami for the sole for the sole reason, ignoring the whole point of my question, for the sole reason that you just don't want to deal with snow. Don't want to deal with snow. Uh, I think I think when you look at it, like I'm staying away from the Giants. Right? They're 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 gonna have a new GM. They're, I think they're a fucking train wreck. Uh, you know. Even if they get Flores, I think they're still three to five years away. Uh, I think they're going to move away from Danny Dimes. I think they're going to take the Pittsburgh uh, dude, Pittsburgh quarterback, uh, in the first round with their number five pick, which is laughable because, you know, there's not really a top quarterback that's a first-round worthy, but there's a need for quarterbacks. So, yeah, he's going. And he, he had, you know, he was decent. He worked himself into the Heisman conversation, but, you know, he plays for the ACC. Come on now. It's not the AC, It's not the SEC. Just saying. We'll see. Uh, so you're going to have a rookie quarterback or you're going to have Daniel Jones. Uh, what are they going to do with Saquon? I think they need to move him. Uh, their defense is all right, but it's not great by any stretch of the imagination. Their offensive line is still bogus. Like they have, they have a lot of shit to figure out. Other than the fact that they're dysfunctional, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to New York, right? No offense to the trash talk page. No offense to Atticus, right? Like I'm legitimately looking at it. Like maybe that's not my top landing spot. 
Flores wants to go there, though, right? So I think they probably wind up there. Uh, not going to Minnesota, although it's enticing, right? It's an entice. Both them and the Bears are enticing, right? Uh, you got a young quarterback in, in Chicago. You have a proven veteran, but he's on his last year in Minnesota. You know, you got you got pretty decent talent on the offensive side of the ball in Minnesota. Underwhelming defense. Chicago's the opposite. You know, so like there's just again, right? Like I could probably win some games, but I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to wind up yet. So not right. sure I want to go there. Right. So then Houston. Nope. Yeah, not no, doing it. No. Yeah. Like, no. I, you know, there so I can be fired next year, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh the Raiders? Absolutely. Definitely got to consider, right? It's Vegas. Raiders would be my choice. If I was if I was a head coach again, the Raiders would be where I'd want to go. Yeah. It's it's Vegas, and they got a good squad, and they made the playoffs uh, in the midst of major turmoil. Major. Well, and, and, the, and the, reason why, the, the reason why I would go to Vegas, if for no other reason, out of all the teams, you have the best quarterback – out of all of them. And that, and that, like that, we're seeing time and time again, as much as I wish there's more to it than do you have a quarterback or not? That's what it comes down to. Do you have a quarterback or not? And that's it. Like, why don't we want to go to Minnesota? Cause we have to play Aaron Rodgers. Why am I worried about Justin Herbert? Because he's got to play Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's really, it, you know, it, it sucks that cause out of all the sports, I feel like, Football's the most team sport, right? But then again, it all just comes down to having a quarterback. You either have one or you don't. And that's that's those things. Well, let's put it this way. Whether we're talking about the Patriots for the majority of his career or we're talking about Tampa Bay, right? You don't beat Tampa Bay. You beat Tom Brady. Right. You know, you didn't beat the Patriots. You beat Tom Brady. That's what everybody says. You know, yes, it's a team sport, but legitimately, it's the greatest quarterback ever. So, arguably, but I, I, he's my goat. You know, I, I'm not going to deny that. The dude just continues to do it. Forty fucking in forty thousand years old, whatever. Um, but yeah, I agree. The Raiders and and think about the Raiders. Like they lost their deep threat prospect. Hot talent, right? And they lost Waller for most of the season. Yeah. So top three, top three tight end, up and coming wide receiver with a whole ton of speed. Uh, and they were left with Renfro. And Josh Jacobs is good, uh, but but he's it's hot and cold with him, man. You know? The the Raiders have that feel of like if if they can nail this draft. They're they're going to be trouble next year, they, and they're in the playoffs now. But they they just have that feel with like maybe the right you know a couple a couple good veterans coming in in the off season, um and 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 they they hit on like let's just say you know I don't know how many picks they have, but if they have like eight picks, they hit on like three of them. They're going to be really good. So this very early mock draft has them taking Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Dude is legit. Legit 
first round prospect coming out of Penn State wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah. He's got that. He, he's got a very similar build to Devontae Smith, uh, but he plays the same way. He, go, he goes and gets it, right? Like it, it, it's reckless abandon when I'm going to go get the ball. Like I have the skill set to get open, but I also have the, the balls to go get the ball. Right. Right. You know, and for whatever reason, doesn't get hurt. You know, it's kind of amazing to me how many like top wide receiver prospects are playing in the Midwest. You know, like you'd think if I was a receiver, I'd go play in Miami where it's warm and I can, you know, run all day. But you got like two, like I want to say like of the top five wide receiver prospects, like one's on Penn State, two are on Ohio State. Like it's it's crazy. Um, so what what surprised you this year? I kind of want to recap the or just at least put a nice little bow on the uh, the regular season. Any 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 surprises? Uh, to Michael Loy, you know, we whether it be a coaching decision or whether whether it be just what happened to a team or a player um, off the bat, the fact that Kirk Cousins is apparently a, I think he was a top five quarterback by st- statistically speaking this year. That's uh, a little eye opening. Um, I didn't even realize he was having that good of a year until on the Browns page I follow. There's you know a link to Stefanski because he you know blah 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 blah, and then it's like. Oh, he's 30 and seven and like, you know, 30 TDs to seven interceptions or something like that. And I was like, oh, he's like considered a top five quarterback this year. Who knew um, that that stood out to me? Um, I think the Bengals getting here a year earlier than we thought uh, surprised me. Um, as much as I hate to say it, the Bengals might be like the team to beat in the North for the next couple of years, uh, depending on. You know, Baltimore will bounce back. They're not going to have, obviously, all the catastrophic injuries they had every year. Uh, but, you know, the Steelers, uh, this is big, big Ben's last raw, and they're still going to have that defense, but it's a quarterback league. And unless they get one of these, you know, unless Rodgers or one of these rumors we keep hearing about comes true, you know, they're going to get on the quarterback carousel, and there's not a lot of quarterbacks to go around this year. Um so, you know, they're, they're, they're about to, to experience a little uh, quarterback, quarterback crunch. Um, the, the Colts dropping that game, that was, that was a, a big one to me as well. What about you? What, what stood out to you as like maybe a surprise this year? Well, I mean, you mentioned the Bengals, right? I think what's surprising to me is that 10 or was it 10, 10 to 7 wins the division. Like, I didn't expect that, right? Like, I expected 11 or 12 wins from the division winner. So, they're here a year early. But the division was also diluted a little bit, right? Um, so that was kind of surprising to me. Um, Jamar Chase was surprising to me, right? Like, forget about preseason. I, I think I wanted Philly to pick Jamar Chase, but was was resolved to the fact that he was probably gone before their original pick at six, right? And lo and behold, he was gone. He was gone at five. So. Um, but he still surprised me. Like he, I didn't know he was going to be that good, right? Like he, his last quarter of the season is a scary prospect going into next year for every team that's got to line up against them. That's just scary. So, yeah, I'd be concerned if I was a team in the, in the AFC North, right? Right. Or I'll say though, just throwing it out there, statistically, one of his worst games. Against your Cleveland Browns. Anyway, continue. 
they're not my Cleveland Browns. Let's be clear <laughs> to, you know, our guy in Yemen and whoever else is in. Uh, you the know, the gentleman in Germany who tunes in every once in a while. You know, the Wuhan province in China, you know. <laughs> let's be clear. Not my team. Anyway, um, the Eagles surprised me, right? Like, I mean, we we can play the tape back. There's no way I expected nine and seven or nine and eight. Uh, legitimately, I thought they had a chance with starters to beat Dallas in that final week, but we'll never know. Um, I'm glad they rested their players, right? Like, I, I think that, you know, in a 17-game season, when you had the opportunity to do it, do it. Um, you know, give give your starters an extra buy. And and we're not talking just, just the stars. Like, we're talking the entire line on both sides of the ball basically got a day off. Right. That's 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 important, right? Um, but I, I didn't expect nine wins. I think I might have said they they maybe they can squeak some shit out, right? But like I was thinking six or seven wins. Um I think I think the Chargers are a little I thought they were gonna be a little bit better. You know, still sophomore quarterback, so you kind of gotta take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I think Buffalo surprised me because I thought they'd have a much better record than they do, right? right? And and at times, when you look at just stats, they're plus 194 in points for versus against, which is best by, I think, 20 in the league. They still lost set. What they lose? Six games? That was shocking. Yeah. That's just weird. Um, you know, and, and on the other side of the coin, uh, the Patriots, I, I think they were uh, better than anyone expected to. Because I think we went in to the season uh, saying, you know, when, when a team makes all these flashy signings in the offseason, they don't seem to pan out. But yeah. then the Patriots made the playoffs. So good for them. Um, so, uh, yeah, get, getting back to the playoffs. Um, do you want to I, I know you kind of said your betting thing. Do you want to do you just want to? Go through the games real quick. Pick winners. Do it. All right. So Raiders, Bengals. Um, I mean, I will say before the, you know, I, I think it's starting about week 10. I started saying Bengals, Packers, Super Bowl. So I'm going to stick to that. Bengals over the Raiders. What do you got? Uh, I got the Bengals here. Right. All right. Them, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patriots at Bills. Uh, I got the Bills. I got the Bills winning. It's a home game for them. Uh, I don't think they want to drop the ball twice in their own field to the Patriots. Uh, I think they went into into uh, Gillette Stadium and, and proved they're the better team. So mm-hmm. I, I see that continuing. Yeah, and, the, the, and I almost feel like the, psychologically the Bills have to win this game because if you lose to the Patriots in the playoffs in your home stadium – Pack it up, like you. Like, <clears throat> there's no point in uh, the uh, AFC East even playing football for the next ten years because it's just going to be the Patriots show again. Yeah. So let's avoid that, Bills. You're playing for the NFL in that one. Yes, uh, Eagles, Bucks. E- Eagles, Bucks. We already talked about. We'll we'll come back to that one. I want to give you your ch- a chance to talk about the Eagles a little bit more. Uh, Niners, Cowboys. We're both in agreement. The Niners are hot. They're gonna. I, I think. I, I, I kind of think it's going to be like a touchdown game too. Like I see like a 28, 21, somewhere in there kind of, kind of game. 
I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Like I, I really think the Niners are going to come out. I mean, it'll start out close because it's the playoffs. So they all do, but I, I really think by the end of the game, there's going to be a good touchdown difference between these teams. Uh, they got the Cowboys as a three point dog, right? That's, that's home field points to me. So it's kind of a pick them. Um, again, I, I just, I think that, uh, Debo Samuel is going to get loose. Um, I think that the Gallup injury, uh, is, is bigger than, than we think. Um, so I heard something about Cooper. I don't know what was going on, but there's something going on with Cooper. Um, I I just, I I think that the Niners have the defense and, and a really under, under-focused offense. You know, they still have Kittle. They have been doing running back by committee for the entire season, and they have Debo Samuel. I, I think they uh, I think they pulled a shocker and shut down the Cowboys. Uh, Cardinals-Rams. I think this is one of the tougher games to pick. It's a really tough game to pick, right? You got the Rams by four at, at home in the playoffs. Um, Stafford cooled off. It's is it really cooled off when he's through for forty eight hundred yards, almost forty nine hundred and forty one touchdowns? Is it really cooled off? Right, you know, like, uh, I, and I think that OBJ has uh, been a proven commodity, and I think I think he comes up big with a player two in this game, and uh, the Rams wind up winning. Yeah, I, I, I think this game, honestly, more than any other game is going to come down to one player, and it's going to be Matthew Stafford. If we get prime time Matty Stafford, uh, no, no question, Rams win. If we get a Matt Stafford that starts trying to force things and does stuff like – I forget who they were playing uh, – the Titans. When they were playing the right. Titans, he throws an interception and follows it up in the next drive with a pick six, like that type of stuff. Obviously, anytime your quarterback's throwing pick sixes, you're not doing well, but – it feels like with Matt Stafford, there's no just like even keel game. He's either balling out or he's playing like he's still in the Detroit Lions. And there's like no middle ground. So I think it depends on which Stafford comes out. I think uh, that he's got enough, you know, he's a veteran. And that team in and of itself is a lot of veterans. <coughs> um, I think that they're that they'll they'll pull through. This is probably gonna be one of the tighter games of the weekend. Uh, or Moal, this one's the Monday night game. But I think it'll be one of the time. But I agree with you. I think the Rams will pull through. Uh, Steelers Chiefs. Wait, let's go. Let's go back to that real quick. Because here's a weird stat, right? The Cardinals are eight and one on the road. Eight and <laughs> one. The one loss was in Detroit, which is just an anomaly. So that's weird. They have already won in LA. So they've been. They've gone into to, to LA and they've won. Now. In the game the Rams just lost, McVay was talking about how whoever they I forget who they were playing, but they were it was a bigger crowd. I think it was San Fran. It was a bigger crowd for San Fran in the stadium than it was for the Rams. I don't know if LA's got the fan base to, to turn that around in LA, but they should. I mean, it's the fucking Rams. You know, the They've been around for a while. They've been in a few Super Bowls. One, one. You know, it's 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 weird, right? But um, I think that 
the saving graces, the Cardinals don't have a fan base that travels well either. Right, and that's that's just the thing I was going to say that the Cardinals fan base is not the Niners fan base. Although that all these West Coast teams, like Seattle, is the only consistent West Coast fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like the 12th man is a thing. The rest of these teams, like the second they have a bad season, like there are pictures of how bad the 49ers were like two years ago, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 it is what it is. I do think that the the Cardinals are just you know it's kind of like here with the Orlando Magic when you live in a, a, a transplant city, it's harder to have a, a solid fan base because everyone still pulls for whatever team from where they came from. Right. Um, I still think the Rams have this um, provided I, Matt Stafford is average or better. And I think that uh, unspoken is Vaughn Miller and how big he's come up in the last few weeks. Right. right. So their defense is pretty stocked. That takes us to the other game you were talking about. Steelers Chiefs. I I got the upset here, man. I'm I'm I might be the only person in America outside of Pittsburgh fan base that thinks the Steelers are gonna win this game. I just I I have one of these crazy feelings in my brain with both Phillies, with both Pennsylvania teams. I can't explain why. I just have this crazy thought going on in my brain. Like both these teams are going to shock the fucking NFL world this weekend. Right. And and to be fair, I think that the Steelers have a better chance of doing it than the Eagles. Right. Because I, I it's the TJ Watt factor. Like he, he is, I don't think he can be contained. And I think he's fast enough to, to chase down Mahomes and disrupt him all day long. Mahomes better be on his bike right now, learning how to run away. That's all. That's all I'd be doing in practice. Learn. Let me get the fastest guys on the field. I don't care if they're defensive linemen, and just run them at me, and let me run away from them, and be able to set my feet to make some throws. Because if he can't, they're in trouble. So I will say this: for as much as like you know, this is like you know, Big Ben's last hurrah. The Chiefs, as constructed, I kind of think this is their last hurrah, too. Uh, toward the end of the season, and maybe just because he was on my fantasy team, so I tend to notice it, but Kelsey, like, dropped off. Uh, you know, and, and you know, he's in, his, he's in his 30s. He's getting to that age. This could be his last hurrah, and he's a big emotional flashpoint for that team. Um just the team, you know, Mahomes' contract or his contract is going to start eating up more of the cap. This team as constructed is only going to last so much longer. I thought this almost feels like their last hurrah. Like, and if they don't get a deep run, like, this is it, right? Like, because they're not going to have the money to address that defense. They're not going to have the money to keep weapons around Mahomes. It's going to be the Mahomes show, and that's it. Um, I think, I think, you know, provided how things play out, this is – probably one of the last great chances the chiefs and you know good on them for making it because we we wrote them off at like week eight i think is when we kind of said you know the chargers this is the chargers division to lose they ended up not making the playoffs so <laughs> i'm going to chalk that up to we don't have we don't get to sit around and talk about sports as much as uh everyone else but i think the chiefs uh i, I think the chiefs have to win for a lot of the same reasons you could give me the steelers have to win I think they just find a way. I think between Kelsey Hill and Mahomes, they'll just find a way to do it. 
The um, the Chiefs are twelve and a half point favorites. Too. Let's just be clear: like no <laughs> one expects the Steelers to win this game. I don't see them winning by that. Like honestly, I see this being like a like something. It's going to be a weird score game, like a eighteen to twenty two or something like that. Like one of those weird score games. There's going to be like something like a bunch of field goals kicked, and then like maybe a couple like a touchdown per side. Like that's going to be what it is. I just think that I think the Steelers or the, I'm sorry, the Chiefs playing at home, um, you know, because the Steelers have been kind of riding on the Big Ben emotion train for the last like couple of weeks. And I feel like there just gets to be a point where you need more than that. And uh, I just, you know. And plus, like I said, it's kind of strength versus strength. So while the Steelers defense has the Chiefs offense, I think the Chiefs, the Steelers still they beat the Browns twice. I still don't fear their offense. You know what I'm saying? Like their offense does just enough in a couple games um, to, to do what it needs. But I just, I just think the chiefs win this. Um, it's got nothing to do with me hating the Steelers. I just don't see a way the Steelers go into Arrowhead and win. Um, Cause the, the chiefs will have a fan base. <laughs> um, so that brings us to bucks Eagles. And this is my upset pick. I think the Eagles do it. There's just something, I don't even know how they're doing it because it seems like they, every week to week, you don't even know what they're going to do. Like maybe they're going to run the ball. Maybe they're going to forget they have running backs who fucking knows with this team. Uh, Jalen hurts might ball out. He might almost get squashed by stands falling out of the stadium. Who knows with the Eagles? Um, that's just the way this team has been this year. I think we said at the beginning of the season, even you said, I think six, six wins, I think was a good season for them. They were like, Two weeks ago, there was a chance they could win the division. So, I mean, they're just that they, they just have it this year. Whatever it is, they seem to have it. And uh, the Buccaneers, they they have an inconsistent running game uh, They're the, because they rely on their passing game, which is now hobbled because they have a lot of receivers out. They have a lot of distraction going on with Antonio Brown. There's just a lot of stuff going on there. Um, and although Tom Brady's the master motivator, I feel like this is possibly one of the most vulnerable teams uh, Tom Brady's ever led into the playoffs. Um, that being said, by the same token, if Tom Brady comes and they completely destroy the Eagles, I wouldn't be shocked. But if I was, if you're going to tell me there's going to be an upset this weekend, this is the game I pick. I'm, I'm going to go with that, right? Like I just, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, People don't like it on, on the page, right? But we're from Philly. No one likes us. You know, let the dogs out. Let them eat. You know, house money. You know, all of it. All of it works for Philly. It just does. No one thinks they're going to do it. I think Hertz has a good game, right? Uh, there's They supposedly have all of their running backs this week. You know, coming back. So, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, and then Boston Scott, just to mix it up a little bit, it is a healthy combo to worry about, aside from Jalen Hurts running the ball. You know, Jalen Hurts needs to make some throws he hasn't made yet this season, right? He needs he needs to connect on some of those deep passes. You know, it needs to happen. Uh What's Jalen Rager needs to make a catch or two and not drop the ball in the end zone. Let's not forget that game. 
You know, they 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 were going to win that game, and he dropped the ball twice. You know, um, Devontae Smith has been wide open so many times, and Hurts is just misfire. Right? He still had a decent season. He was a rookie. Let's not forget about that. And the defense is is playing better than than I thought they were going to. Slay is a shutdown quarterback. You know, I, I was not super excited with him coming from Detroit because I thought he was on the downside. Um, but he's proved me wrong this season. You know, and uh, everything you said about Tampa Bay is accurate. The biggest problem is Gronk, right? The Eagles give up a lot of yards to tight ends. That could be a problem, right? So we'll see. I still... I think they're going to win, right? Like, I'm, I'm trying real hard not to be a homer here, but I, I got just that that crazy thought process in my brain, you know, and then who knows? Because I know Lisa Ludd want to hear this, but the Eagles are built to be the only team in the NFL to go to Green Bay and win. Telling you that right now. They're the only team in the NFL, or at least the NFC, that can go into Green Bay and win. They just are, right? Like, I don't think any other team beats Green Bay. So, we'll see. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy Saturday night or Sunday. They play on Sunday, right? Yeah. 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 The Raiders and Raiders, Bengals and Pats Bills are tomorrow. So, um, one other little thing that's kind of come up, we, we kind of, it kind of felt good. I'm not going to lie. Cause, uh, I'll be honest, man. Like I love football. You love football. Doing 50 some odd episodes now, like just all year, every week, that's a lot. <laughs> We've done yeah. a lot. Like we were doing two a week for a while. We did a lot of content this year. And I'm kind of like thinking this year after the Super Bowl, maybe we'll take a little bit of break until maybe we'll cut come back in during free agency, talk about the big signings, and then obviously the draft. But uh yeah, so we took a little impromptu um vacation there over the holidays. And uh, one of the things that came up, and I'm kind of switching sports, I kind of want to get your take on this. Did you uh, hear about the whole Kurt Herbstreit talking about entitled players and not like loving the game anymore and all that stuff? Did you hear? Did you get wind of that? Uh, no. So during the bowl season, uh, Kurt Herbstreit and Desmond Howard basically started talking about how today's college player doesn't respect the game because they sit out of quote unquote meaningless bowl games and they played their meaningless bowl games and blah, blah, blah. And today's uh, NFL or I'm sorry, college players coming up. Don't love college football. They're, they're entitled. They just look at it as a pathway to the NFL, blah, 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 blah. Um, do you have any thoughts on this? Cause I got a couple and they start with Kurt Hertree needs to stop, needs to stop being the old man yelling at clouds, but do you have any takes getting this information right now? Let me hear your take first. So here's the thing. Um, back when Kurt was a quarterback, there was like 20, 25 bowl games. So, yeah, showing out as the, the second, like, yeah, going to the – they've turned the Rose Bowl into an also-ran if it doesn't happen to be part of the college football playoffs. That's what they've done. Ohio State players were sitting out of the game. They were. It's an also-ran bowl now. 
it's fun for alumni. It's fun, you know, that want to pound their chest. But I'm not going to lie. If I was, uh, if like, uh, take Pitt's quarterback, right? He's they're not playing for the national championship. They're playing in whatever sponsored bowl by whoever, you know. Like, I'm not going to go get risk getting injured. Like, I wouldn't do it. I don't blame anyone that sits out. Like, this, these are their careers we're talking about. Like, and we can all rah rah the team and all that stuff. And but you can't have like what is it like. 60%, 70% of division one makes a bowl game. Now, like you have six and six teams playing in the Frisco.com Wyoming bowl. Like who cares? They don't care. ESPN doesn't even care enough to send their A team. Like if Kurt Herbstreit was going to every one of these bowl games and, and announcing them, then I believe it. But he sits and waits till the new year's day bowls in the playoffs and talks about how people in the whatever.com bowl should care. Well, no, we don't like the ratings. Don't no one does. No. So I don't blame the players. I don't think it's an entitlement thing. I think there's more power to the players now. And honestly, yeah, maybe 20, 25 years ago when there was 20 bowls and yeah, it was only the best of the best and there wasn't a playoff. So you had to show out in your bowl game because there's still a chance you might win. Then, then yeah, it, it meant something more back then. Now, I mean, Ohio won the Idaho, God, what was it? The potato bowl or whatever, a couple of years ago. I don't even know if that bowl still exists. So it's like, you know, like it, it does, it's, it, it, they are meaningless. And I don't fault any player that wants to sit out and preserve their draft stock, especially if they have nothing to prove. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to segue back to that real quick. Mm-hmm. We have done, I don't even know the number anymore. 50 plus. This right. Is actually, this is actually 50 on the nose. No, At least my recordings go. It's That's more than We've done a few more. There's some that got like the lost episodes. I might put a compilation of those together. There are a couple that just based on just either you forgot. To, I know one you forgot to send me and then another one. Like I just got it late. So I didn't get it up in time. So I just didn't count it. Um, but yeah, this, this, this one, as far as the, the website goes, is 50 on the nose. On Spotify. Yeah, on Spotify, this is 50. All right. So let's call it 50. Yeah. Uh, I agree. We should take a little time off. Probably, probably get back into it a few weeks before the draft, right? I think that's a, that's a good. You know, we'll we'll do a, a super post Super Bowl show, then call it the day for until like a couple weeks before the draft, uh, maybe three weeks before yeah. the draft. I mean, there's a lot to talk about when we talk the draft. Um, but I also think we should get a little more professional, right? Like if we, you know, we we got fifty in. And we've done it really off the cuff, which I think is the style we should keep, right? Mm-hmm. But we should not get an editor and a producer, right? Like, you know, I don't have the time for that shit. I'd rather if somebody enjoys that and has some time, like have at it, like Greg, we'll see. Um, you know, but uh, we should turn it up a notch, year two. Now, well, let's year- can, can I can I get you something real quick? Just an idea I had today. I was telling Liesel about it. The football sports beat. What if we got someone? So I'm in grad school now. I don't know if like, you know, actually doing really well, which is either a good sign for me or really bleak for the future of America. I haven't decided yet. But either way, um, I'm doing pretty well. But I've been listening to like lo-fi hip hop while I study. It's just really easy to listen to. One song goes into another. It sounds kind of like our intro and exit music. It's that kind of that kind of feel to it. 
Um, I was thinking like, and I don't know how feasible it is, but it's just as feasible with producer. I think what if we had someone that just DJed, just drop their own beats under us while they, while we're talking, they do their, and which is constant background music, like yeah. nothing loud, no words. It's all, you know, but just drop their beat. Cause that's a hook. It's something different that no one else is really doing. Cause other than that, we're two talking guys and, and we, I, we do talk off the cuff and I enjoy that about the show, but I'm sure there's like a million other podcasts just like that, you know? So I think it makes yeah. it different, but anyway, as you were. So fuck Kirk Hershey. Um, it's a business, man. Let's be honest. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, it's different than it was 10, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever, you know, put any number you want. On it. Like today, the players have fought vehemently to get their voice. Right. And they treat it like a full-time job. I don't know if you saw the documentary of uh, Parsons was in it. Um, Fields was in it. The dude that went to uh, to Atlanta. God damn it. Tight end. Can't even think of his name right now. Um, this, uh, go on. It'll come to me like randomly. I'll spit it out. Okay. And Horn Jr., right? The four of them spent basically from the end of bowl season until the draft in basically a football camp prepping mm-hmm. for the NFL season, mm-hmm. right? Like a, a pro, a pro sport compound, you know, and that's, that's where we're at today, right? That's where we're at. So, you know, you know, I'm not playing in the, you know, the talky hot fucking chip, you know, bowl in, in, to Mecca, Louisiana. I'm not, <laughs> you know, like I'm not doing it. You know, if I'm a top prospect and, and like I have an opportunity to make millions of dollars, millions, it's in my best interest to go get my body ready. Mm-hmm. Right. It's in my interest. That's my job. Right. Like I got, I got COVID belly. Like you won't believe I still need to lose some pounds. I've lost like 15 or 20, right? But like, I'm still a far away away. It's not my job to fucking lose weight, right? Like it's, it's, this is their job to fucking stay in shape and be a monster and not get hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting paid to go to this bowl game. I could not play anymore. Start earning money because whether we want to believe it or not, they're getting they're getting a credit line from somebody, you right. know, like they're already starting to work. It's happening, um, you know, and, and do what you do. Now, caveat spinoff from that, though, is um, there's still some prominent bowl games out there, right? Rose Bowl being one, you know, and what are we doing with these bowl games, you know, that you know, we have like the, the big five conferences. We have the, the the national playoffs. I think the playoffs should be expanded. Uh, you know, I think there's about 12 or 16 bowl games that have the history behind them of being a big deal and, and make those like the playoff bowls, right? And, and that's just the way to go about it. You know, but if you're outside of the playoffs – End of story, right. man. Not playing. That'd be fun to, like, 
I mean, we don't have time now. I don't want to get this far into it, but like, like what your, what, what the, like, if you were to go down to like 16 bowls, what they'd be like, I can think of the ones like pretty quickly. Like I could probably get to 10 pretty quickly. Um, but most, you know, I grew up in big 10 countries, so they're all going to be like bowl, big 10. orange yeah. bowl, cotton bowl, peach bowl. Um, yes, the bowl, yes, the bowl, rose bowl. Those yeah. are the top five. Well, the top five, then I'd say the Outback Bowl. I always like the Outback Bowl. I know it's like the third place teams, but I've always liked that one. Um, I used to think the Alamo Bowl was a big deal, though. I don't even think it's around anymore. I mean, I have to, I have to go through it, but um, yeah, it's just there. There are too many bowl games, and that's just what it comes down to. And honestly, like. If you want to talk about guy, then then Kurt Herbstreit should be watching the like I said, they, he should be go watching the the Sun Belt versus Mac. You yeah. want to see guys that care about football? Go watch the third place Sun Belt team take on the fourth place Mac team, and those are the guys that love football. Those are the guys that are in it to compete. But yeah, I'm sorry if I'm on Clemson and I'm a projected top twenty pick, and we're playing in the Poinsettia.com out like you know. Wherever bowl, like, nah, I'm not doing it. Sugar bowl. Sugar bowl. There you go. Um, Gator bowl. Okay. Music city bowl. Yeah. Maybe. The like Army bowl. I feel like that should be one just but for. How, but how many do you need? If you expand to 16 teams, right? So week one is eight games, right? Week two is four games. So now you have 12. Week then, three uh, is two. Yeah. And then and you're then at one. 13 and 14. So you need 14 bowls. What are the top 14 bowls? Like, I, we, I think we got about eight or nine. We, can we got get eight or nine, and that's just off the cuff, not even looking at a list. And really, you would just call the last game the national championship game. So that doesn't even need to be a bowl per se. So really, we're looking at thirteen balls plus a national championship game, and but it should be at one of the big six, in my opinion, right? Like they should still rotate the big six every year. That the you know once once every six years you host the national championship game in that city. Like they they've earned that. They're the, they're the granddaddy of them all. You know what I mean? Like they that's just who they are. So well, we them- I, get, I get it. My my. Uh- my my big Western, you know, my Big Ten roots are, uh, you know, they're um, screaming at me for calling the, the the. But it was the Rose Bowl this year was an also ran. Like you had like the second string Ohio State players against Utah. Like it's not that's not the granddaddy of them all. I'm sorry, it's just not the Gasparilla Bowl. What the fuck is that? <laughs> the Myrtle Beach Bowl. The Boca Raton Bowl, the Nat, like there's the Bahamas Bowl. There's the, I mean, Christ, dude, I live in Bowl Century. They're Bowl Central here in Florida. There was the Beefo, Beefo Brady's Bowl. Like, come on. Here it is. Here's the tier one. The Cheez-It Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, the Sun Bowl, the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, the Fenway Bowl, and the Military Bowl. 
That's what they call tier one. And then you add the other six, we're at 14 bowls. There you go. Yeah. Expand the playoffs. And and that's that's where I say, you know, I would give Kurt Herbstreit the pass if there was a player playing in the playoffs in one of those bowls that decided to sit out, like I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call them out on it. Right? Like you're in the playoffs. You're you're fighting, your team is playing for a national championship. But then again, look, it's hard because like I understand I understand what you're saying, right? But at the same time, like like who is the who is the receiver from Alabama that just completely destroyed his leg in the national championship game? Williams, I believe. Yeah. And all and, and they didn't talk about it on air, but I guarantee you everyone at home is like, oh, there goes his draft stock. Because he's a speed receiver that now has a like a, a shattered leg. Yeah. Like there, there he goes. That there, he just lost millions of dollars. He got like, a free college education. Well, that that's fair. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I'm not, but and you and you were playing in the national championship game. You know what I mean? But, like it's it's a freak accident. It happened. You know, and, and players get injured. That's football. But like, if someone were to sit out the national championship game, they better be prepared to hear about it, about how he let his fucking team down, right? But by the same token. Um... Notre Dame was in a New Year's Day bowl, and their coach said, "Screw it, see you later." I mean, were they in the playoffs though? Were they in the playoffs? They were. They, when the coach said, "Screw it," they had a chance of making the playoffs because he left like with a game or two left in the season, I think. Oh, I think they were out before that. Weren't they like? In, I think they were like number. They, six. they were. They were like as high as six, but like they weren't gonna like every like the whole universe would have had to collide. For them to get into the top four, yeah, that's fair. Right. I mean, I hear what you're saying, right? Like the coaches could do it, right? But like, if you're playing in the playoffs, you shouldn't let your team down, yeah. your school down, you know, for that matter. You know, but if you're in the fucking Gasparilla Bowl, <laughs> nah, I'm good. The New Era dot com Tostitos. Sensible, yeah, it's all meh. I missed you, big guy. I miss you too, man. <laughs> Lots changed. I was, I was not engaged. I am a, I'm an engaged. Last time we talked on one of these, I was not engaged. Now I'm engaged. Might be getting married. Yeah, thank you. We might be getting married at Lambo, so you might be uh, standing there on the fifty yard line with me. Okay. We're, we're we're debating. That's that's one of the uh, venues we're we're kicking around. Are you wearing a package jersey? No, no. Okay. Uh, but I will say my uh, my idea of, since everyone since my I guess my wedding party. So the groomsmen and the best man, all huge sports fans, right? It's you, Atticus, and my friend AJ from college. Uh, depending on what, so we've we've kicked around the idea of Brewer Stadium. A Packer Stadium, Progressive Field, which is where the Indians play or the Guardians, whatever. Um, my my uh, my gift I'm thinking about getting is uh, customized jerseys of your favorite team for whatever sport is affiliated with that venue. So, well, if you're taking requests, my favorite number is 21 or three. Uh huh. You know what? And it's the new era. So go with number three, right? Like that's the okay. new age. All right. 
And, and everybody's you, you, those that know me real well have been calling me ruckus for a decade or two. It's just been my name. So just throw that out there. Do with it what you will. Just slide a little suggestion. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's gonna be you, Atticus, and my friend AJ. That's that's where that's the lineup. That's the that's the power team. And then I got one more just in case Liesl might add one more to her. So I have one other friend that uh might join depending. But we're trying to keep the we're trying to keep the whole thing kind of small. But that's either here nor there, not really sports related. Good week. What? Good week. Good, good cast. Good podcast. Welcome back. Great week. Go for the playoffs. It's, I think this is probably one of our better flowing podcasts, right? Like yeah, I think that we uh, Browns to kill, uh, to kill, to fill, fill some time. You know, we. Uh, I, I think that's actually what did it for us is we didn't have <laughs> to talk about the Cleveland Browns. You know, I mean, we we can spend a lot of time uh, in our in our post Super Bowl wrap up. We can talk about the Cleveland Browns half the time. We're talking about the top half of the draft. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty psyched that that Miami and the Colts did not make the playoffs. So the Eagles got out. I forgot about that. 15 and 16, baby. Nice. 15 and 16. So you got 15, 16, and then you'll probably get something in the like mid 20s, right? If they win this weekend, they're definitely in the mid 20s. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. What, what do you what do you need? Go. What would you what would you want fifteen and sixteen to be? So the uh, the mock draft I saw is right on line with what I'm thinking. Right? They went linebacker, offensive lineman, cornerback. I can't be mad at it. They haven't drafted a, a, a linebacker in the first round since 1979. Really? Wow. Yeah. What 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 uh what linebacker do you remember they haven't taken? They had him taking a dude from uh I want to say Iowa. Oh, okay. All right. Let me pick it up here. Devin Lloyd out of Utah. There it is. Position rank at the moment is two. Yeah. Prospects ranked is 18. So he's the 18th ranked player in the draft, and they're taking him at 15. And the second best linebacker, according to these rankings. So I'm not going to be mad at it. I'll look into it a little bit more. Um, you know, word on the street is he's an off-ball impact player, which is exactly what they need. Somebody that can chase down tight ends and knock them out. We'll go from there. Yep. One last question for you, because I got to ask. If you were the Browns, you get rid of Baker Mayfield or you keep him for one more year? I mean, what are you going to do, man? If you like, he just needs to settle the fuck down. Stop doing these fucking commercials, man. Yeah. And focus yeah. on fucking football. <laughs> like, think- he's funny as shit in the commercials. And I'm glad you have a, you know, a side hustle going on, but like, you're a fucking football player. And I think that he is taking on. A lot of like I think it's I think he's hurt more than than we do, right? You know, um, the fact that he stayed in the game after <laughs> he's a nut, man. He was right he, when he scrambled in the last game he, that he played. He scrambles, lowers his shoulder, 
instead of going out of bounds. And not just lowers his shoulder, lowers his hurt shoulder. Like, what are you? You're well, a fucking You know, nut. and that, that's the thing about him. Like, as a, as a Browns fan, that's the thing about him. Like, I, I've said it time and time again. Like, I was ready to trade him last year for Matt Stafford. Like, you know, like, I, I like him. He's He's got all the intangibles that you want a quarterback to have. Gritty. His heart, like, he wants – he is a fierce competitor. But skill-wise – like I've said, he's a top, like, like assuming he's not gravely injured like he was this year, I think he's like a top 12 quarterback, maybe 15 to 12 with the occasional year where he breaks into the top 10 and has like a top eight year. Like that's, that's he is, but the intangibles are there. And that's what makes it hard to be like, yeah, just get rid of him. Especially when there's not much out there. That being said, just one little thing I'm going to throw out there. Huntley, the backup in, uh, in uh, Baltimore. It's just, I like him. I like it. He's got a lot of the same intangibles, and he got, he's got some moxie to him, man. I mean, he's not, he, he, he's obviously not Lamar Jackson running the ball. I think he's a better passer than Lamar, though. Better passer than Lamar, better runner than Baker. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, we'll cut it off there. We've been going at this for a while. Um, you enjoy your game. Well, I'll, I'll catch the game. I'm, I'm probably not going to see tomorrow's game today. I got friends coming into town. They're stopping by, so I probably I might catch the late game. But uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend. We'll catch up next week. All right, man. This time only, go Eagles. It's the only time I'm well, saying it. Thank you. It's <laughs> on <Thank> record. <laughs> <laughs>